What's good, people who live in the world and out of the world? How we doing today? Positive vibes from this side of the earth, as always. Um, I haven't done a podcast like this in so long. I'm actually uh, rocking solo today. Um, This is actually an episode for the Relationship Series. I was actually supposed to have either my brother and his uh, fiance on here. That didn't end up working out. They're planning to go on a trip, so they're getting prepared for that. I also plan to have one of my um, my exes on here, but some people can't, you know, deal with the facts and be objective and uh, actually look back on what they did wrong and, you know, reflect. Um, <laughs> and it's not to throw shade, but... You know, I'm just the type of person um, to the point where, like, everything I've been through, I don't mind sharing it. You know, nothing is nothing is a secret with me simply because we don't live this life for ourselves. And if I hide anything from you, that means I'm actually robbing you of the opportunity to teach you something, maybe something you can potentially be going through, but we never know. Now, if you don't ask, I won't tell. But if you ask me, then, you know, I'll tell. I've been told I'm I'm too honest, but that's the way I live my life. And that's the way the cookie crumbles. So um, at this time, you know, uh, I was just thinking about it reminiscing you know i've been thinking about doing this series this relationship series for a long time now and you know me being a person who has experienced relationships and honestly i've only experienced two significant relationships in my time of living in my 26 years of living i've experienced just two significant relationships and they've taught me a lot um, other people have experienced more, but m- my reasoning for wanting to do this relationship series is because I know so many people who are in relationships and, or um, been in relationships and different dynamics of relationships. And I'm just a person that likes to investigate, you know for lack of better words, um, you know, I see like my, my friends, when you saw the first episode with, uh, Todd Mercy and, um, D'Angelo and Imani, um, when I'm around them, you know, I'm always interested in how it works, you know, cause my relationship, uh, and my relationships, I always felt like I wasn't 100% present and I don't necessarily know how to explain it, but you know, it's, if, if y'all single dudes or dudes that have been in a relationship or ladies too, um, if you've ever been in a relationship and, um, it's not like you don't love that person or enjoy the time you're with with that person but you're not 100% present and it's something it's it's super hard to explain but once you know you know
You know, if you know, you know, you know. So um, that's why I always like to see how other people work around certain things, you know, or, you know, have they been through certain things or how do they handle this in their relationship? You know, especially um, and shout out to uh, Imani and D'Angelo because they're on the path of getting married. They're engaged. So that's definitely inspiring, you know, coming from a generation to where marriage seems so obsolete. It makes you think like, is this even achievable, you know, anymore? And if it's achievable, is there any substance within it? Because there's so much, there's so much I thought or this what it was at the moment. Now it's not. And I lost feelings or I fell out of love and and all this whoop-de-wop. And I'm like, I I don't I don't want that for me. Um if you guys haven't heard, and I've said it before, I rep I I I rep single dad, single dad vibes. You know, um, I believe that I will be a single father. I have the desire to get married. The desire to get married is in my heart. But knowing myself and knowing the generation I live in, I don't want to experience marriage more than once. If I am to get married, it's going to be a one-time ordeal. All that shit, looking up divorces and seeing there's literally like membership packages. <laughs> there's premium packages for divorce. I'm like, this shit is a game. Once you start having different type of packages for divorce, it becomes a motherfucking game. And that's not something I want to be a part of. Um, my My parents who are married, what, 20, 28, 29 years? Going on 30 years. Which I will be interviewing them in this relationship series as well. Um, But they've been married for almost 30 years. And the fact that, you know, I have that in my life and I'm able to see that in the forefront it's definitely inspiring to the point where I do desire that in my life. But, you know, even hearing and I'm sure uh, they'll I'll ask them and they'll share it with you guys how they met and how the dynamics and the ups and downs went through. They went through in their relationship, you know, and in their marriage. But everything they went through at the, at the time you know, in their present time, it was different, you know, um, what they had back then, we don't have now, you know, they had a type of genuineness back then, and you can definitely see it, like, I could definitely see it, and, uh, hear it when my, when my dad talks about my mom, or how my mom talks about my dad, it's definitely a genuineness, and it's a, it's it's definitely a journey, but I don't feel like, you know, like I said, once again, I don't feel like 
it's attainable in this day and time. You know, people get lucky, horseshoes, grenades, and you know, but yeah, it's truly taking two people and them putting their best foot forward and their best effort to create a a happy life. Like nothing in this world is perfect. We see that. Um the world is going to shit every second of the minute. So at, at times when it's supposed to be y'all y'all two versus the world, you know, we see people turn on each other and get into this whole argument and whoop de wop and all that. And you know, it's like I said, it, it doesn't feel obtainable. That doesn't mean that my mind can't be changed, but in my heart, that's where I I I'm lying. I sit. And um <laughs> I don't know where to start. But um that was a lot. Um let me see, where should I start? So I told y'all, like I said earlier, I've been in two significant relationships. My first relationship was with a young lady. Um I met it was at church. Um uh, I won't get into too much details about it. But it was at church and um I was with this lady, this girl for like two years. And this was like my first real relationship to to the point where like feelings are somewhat actually involved. I was in high school. I think it's I started off in junior year to senior year, I believe. But um or I was in mid junior year, making my way to season, senior year, or I could have been in senior year. It's not that important. But um you know, we started off uh just talking, you know, and the high school phase, which is not a acceptable phase when you're an adult, is you like me. Okay, I'ma like you. Boom, relationship. You're my girlfriend. Boom, I'm her boyfriend. And that's how we operated back in high school. Can't be mad at it. You know, um, as long as you knew a girl liked you and she was she was somewhat cute, you was winning. Like you was you you, you had you had brownie points in the eyes of others. You was doing pretty good. But you know, that won't work nowadays, but going forward, uh, me and her get together and, um, it was cool, you know, honeymoon stage, boom, can't wait to see you. We're younger. So it's, it's kind of hard to have. She went, she didn't go to my school. She went to, um, a different school. And then, you know, only time we would truly meet up is on Sunday at church, which was, mm, it was bad. In the beginning, it was cool, but it was bad at the same time because I kind of had eyes on me because I had involvement in the church and and so on and so forth. But, you know, um, like I said, honeymoon stage, then I feel like what really and me and this individual person's relationship, what really kind of altered 
you know, the relationship and kind of tarnished it was the attitude. You know, a lot of women out here have attitudes. You know, people go, oh, well, black women have the worst attitude. Women, period, have attitudes, y'all. Stop. Stop categorizing it as black women. You know, yes, black women have a a a very strong, strong presence as far as like, you know, it, it takes somebody special to deal with a black woman, you know, and don't take that until, you know, you know, take it how you want to. But it just is what it is. If you've experienced different types of women and been a, a, the, the spectrum of women, race, nationality, you know that black women have a special type of strongness. You know, that you have to, you know, be up to par with. But anyway, the attitude began to uh, really affect the relationship because it was one. And this was a pivotal moment in our relationship. This was like our first official date. It was like after Christmas. And like I said, we were in high school, so... We didn't have transportation, which means we had to rely on our parents. So uh, we're heading to the, uh, I think it's Lakewood Mall. And so, like, my parents, I asked my parents to take me there. They take me there. But, you know, they're doing their thing. And as we know, you know, parents parents don't operate on a, on a child's time. Like, yeah, only time they probably going to do it is if it's ac- academics. But if it's extracurricular activities like hanging out with your boys or whatnot, they don't give a damn about punctuation. Like, they're not punctual. They're not going to be punctual. Like, what the hell? So, um, you know, the whole time I'm late and uh, my girl at the time, she's mad. And, like, she called me on the phone. I'm in the back seat. And, like, she's going up on me, like, cussing me out, like, like, damn, like, and I'm just like, yo, like, I know it's my fault, but, you know, my, I'm on my parents' time, I, and I can't do nothing about that, you feel me? Like, you getting mad at me and shit, but, you know, they doing their damn thing, and it's a courtesy of them to take me here. They could have said no. So the crazy part about it is that the phone was loud enough for my parents to hear that. And I didn't I didn't know that at the time. So that already like altered their opinion and how they look at her. So um, because they felt like she was disrespecting me and she might have said something about them. I don't remember necessarily. But um, if she did, she did, you know, but they felt mainly they felt disrespected because they felt like she didn't respect me enough. So, um, yeah, that that was a really pivotal moment that um, that kind of, you know, altered, started the alteration of the their thought process of her. Another thing is my dad is. Um, and he was right. He was right. The thing about it, when me and her got together, she had lied to me about her age. 
I think I was 17 at the time and she was, she told me she was 16 going on 17, but in actuality, she was 15 and, you know, I was with her for two years. So y'all put the math together. So my dad, he wasn't too fond of that simply because of, you know, him protecting his son who is a black man and that whole situation could be blown out of proportion like one thing all the one thing has to be said or something has to happen and boom you know I'm getting the blame for it so at the time I didn't understand I understood it no I heard it but I didn't understand it you know I was more so and in, in, in my puppy love phase, you know, and they call it puppy love. I was my my heart and my head was in the same goddamn place in my ass. But no homo. But, you know, that being a factor, I didn't I subsided that because of how I felt. And, you know. Ain't nobody going, you know, you in the midst of a, a relationship and you saying you love a person, you're not going to drop them because of the age. I mean, if now I would, now I would definitely, I would, I wouldn't even put myself in that situation, but being a high schooler, that's not what I was worried about. But that was one of my dad's main reasons of him not wanting me to be in that relationship because it wasn't safe. Now, my mom, my mom, she really didn't, and I can say this with confidence, she really doesn't indulge too much in my love interests. She's kind of like seen it all before, heard it all before. You know, she's kind of, <laughs> she's, she's the tough one. Like, actually, both my parents are, to be honest, because my dad built like, if you fuck up, you fuck up. He not fucking with you. Like, he really not fucking with you. And I've, and in both my relationships, my dad kind of gave them the cold shoulder. And there's times where he has attempted to, you know, to, to try to lighten up, but they end up fucking it up. And I mean, it is what it is. At the end of the day, I can't. I've learned that I I cannot try to, especially if you digging your own grave. I can't try to dig you out of any holes if you're working against me. I learned that, and I I want y'all to learn that too, because you know we we so often trying to be captain save a hoe or turn somebody turn a hoe into a housewife or make somebody look good in the eyes of the others it's, that's not your job especially if that other person is fighting you on that situation you clocking in two shifts my boy my baby you clocking in two shifts so you know that's something i learned my mom um i don't know what it is with my mom my mom just maybe it's that motherly that motherly instinct to where like they can probably foresee or see the intentions or see the potential of uh the mate 
you know, the girl that I'm pursuing, maybe she sees that, oh, she's not about anything or whatever the case may be. But, you know, like I said, my mom, she she is definitely more vocal than my dad with like uh, the girls I've been in relationships with. But as far as like, you know, you can definitely tell like, yeah, you getting that cold shoulder. For sure, for sure. You getting that cold shoulder like, shit. <laughs> I hate to be your ass in this position. You uncomfortable as fuck. But um, going back to it, that was, um, yeah, that's how both my parents were in that situation. And I've told y'all this before, that re- my first relationship was so detrimental and instrumental at the same time detrimental because like it was it was toxic but it was instrumental at the same time as well because it taught me so much as far as like you know how you should be treated how you should allow people to treat you and you know, just to walk away and, you know, just don't let shit, don't settle for less. You know, I always say, no, I don't always say, but what I am I tell people is that, you know, your first relationship, depending on how long you stay with that person, you should, or, or just in general, expect your, expect your heart to get broken at one point in your life. If your heart's never been broken or you've never been hurt, you've never been hit, expect that simply because it's it's so instrumental because you know what to expect from people. You don't walk in situations to where you're like um, naive. You know, you're giving this person your all, which you're supposed to, but everything happens with time increments we're not just supposed to give ourselves as a whole to somebody because somebody is always capable of hurting you it could be a family member it could be a lover it could be the closest person to you they're capable of hurting you but it's not to say they're doing it deliberately we're human we make mistakes you know shit happens but ultimately it will affect you even if it was an accident even if that person didn't intentionally mean to do it it happened it hurt you expect this shit to happen this is how you prepare yourself for situations in life that will occur because i'm not gonna say just because you expect it you're gonna feel any less pain but you're able to understand it, look at it for what it is, and dwell in it. Dwell in it, understand, like, I don't want to feel this way again. So either I'm going to change, change the 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 atmosphere around me, the environment around me, or I'm going to remove people, or I'm just going to build myself to be stronger. Because we can't, we we can't change people. We can't change, you know, um, yeah, we can't change people, but we can change our environment, 
the people we hang around and the people we allow close to us and how they affect us. So that's what we have to look at. So my first relationship, like I said, it was very detrimental as toxic, but it was instrumental. I learned a lot and I didn't learn all that till I got out the relationship. There's this thing called tunnel vision, also blinders, also loving blindly. Um, uh, there's another one. Well, I used it in a song. Blinded by the feels. <laughs> There's so many terms for it. Um, but it's something that we experience. Um, and it, it doesn't always tend to happen. Where it, it happens often is like your first relationship, like real relationship. Or if you just gullible as fuck and you keep falling for for niggas like heavy but in the first relationship it's always significant because you know you're you're learning and this is the first time you're really investing your feelings intimately into another person and so that whole situation you're learning how to love somebody on a different level not it's not the same level as loving your brother, your sister, your mother, your father, or your friends. This is a more intimate love. So we get in a position where we like, what, six, six, eight months down the line. And now we say we're, we say we love this person. But not only do we say we love them, we say we're in love with them. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I don't know if I've completely been in love or how do we even know that? So when we're in that state of being loved and in love, we tend to block out, um, deny everything we see, hear or feel. Because we don't want anything to tarnish that feeling that feels so great. Oh, this is my first time. This is my first time feeling this and it feels good. When you getting a massage, baby girl rubbing you down with that oil, that oil, and she she rubbing them tender muscles. You, you, they tell you don't bring your cell phone in there, any type of distractions because you want to stay in the moment because it feels so good. You don't want anything to take you out that moment. So you, you put your phone on silent, you know, you hone in, you block out everything that could distract you from being in that moment. So it's the same thing with love and loving somebody, you know, um, we, we, I don't want to say we turn on people, but we just, we turn them off. When I was in my relationship so many times, I was being told, oh, um, oh, this, this, that. 
or I, so many times I would hear that, oh, um, they don't like her or whoop de wop, whoop de wop. I was hearing so many negatives and I was just like, why can't y'all see what I see? You know, why can't y'all uh, experience what I'm experiencing with this person? Like, yeah, I, I seen what you talking about. I seen the attitude. I seen the nastiness. But, you know, you you haven't seen this. I've seen this, too. There's potential in that, too. So we so, like I said earlier, we're so busy trying to build this image and fix this image. Not build it, but fix this image up of this person like, you know, they're great. You know, and not to say they're not great, but at the same time, they're contradicting what you're doing, what you're trying to feed the people, because you're the vocal and she's the visual. And they're not corresponding. So this was the very problem in my situation. I was so busy telling people this is this great person, Wooty Wop, you know, this Wooty Wop, and she's over here showing them something different. That shit was not in the script, baby girl. <laughs> Follow the script. But this is the problem that we, you know, we all deal with. When we get in a position to where, like, now we're invested in this person. And I don't know, maybe it's the fear of starting over. Maybe it's the fear of, you know, letting go. And, you know, so so many times we, we as just, I, I see in my generation a lot that we want to be, we, we're, we're attention whores. We want to be needed. We want to be loved, you know. If we don't have somebody loving us or, you know, wanting to be with us, we feel like we're probably going to die, you know, or we're scared to be alone. And that's what I see a lot is uh, people are scared to be alone and not realizing the first person you love is you. I've said this, y'all, we going back to when I first started the podcast I was talking about this shit so heavy. Self-love. You know, loving yourself first. The spirituality, meditating, spending time with yourself, getting to know yourself. It it all reverts back to it because if our end game is to be in a relationship, which ultimately leads to marriage, then what's our beginning? Our beginning is not the first relationship we think it is and honestly we don't know our first love and the beginning is ourself till we maybe experience for me it was the first relationship no actually it was a second but for some people it could be the fifth it could be the sixth but it all it all depends on you it all dates back to you you are the beginning like i said the thing is you yes you may experience being loved by your mom your dad brother sister friends and even god 
but you know the 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 love with the opposite sex the rib baby girl you my rib you came from my rib you know they don't like when you say that because they don't they feel like it's less than anyway <laughs> um it starts in the beginning with you if you can't stand to look at yourself in the mirror and understand you know that you are great you are all these great things you know and that's why like you know when women you compliment women and you receive that that kind of denial of what you said hey excuse me you are just beautiful like oh i'm whatever hold on bitch i just gave you a compliment eat that like eat that up the hell you doing don't tell me you you all right I didn't say you was all right. That's how you feel. You feel all right. But you look good. Stop playing with me. But, you know, th this is the the thing that we're distracted. And, and y'all, I'll be honest with y'all. I've, I've meditating this stuff fell off. I'm going to get back on it. I'm going to attempt to get back on it, I should say. It's a lot going on. It's a lot of thought processing. It's a lot of thinking and not doing. But it all starts with us. Like I said, I was I, before, you know, COVID was heavy and stuff. I was experimenting with myself as far as like doing things by myself. Because I was that type of person that was always you know, invested in people, like, oh, if my boys ain't going, I ain't going, fuck it, like, it's a done daughter, I'm staying my ass at home, hell no, y'all niggas ain't going, I'll see y'all later, I'll tell y'all about it, we miss so many opportunities because we're worried about others, you know, we're worried about being accompanied, like I said, we're attention whores. We're attention seekers. We can't stand to be alone. And damn, if I'm not in a relationship, that's my purpose on earth is to be in a relationship. And I feel like once you understand and accept that I could potentially be alone, then I feel like, boom, that that's gold. You know, now you'll get into a mindset to where you're not so fixated on being in a relationship. I see a whole bunch of memes. Oh, this single shit cool, but it's 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 uh it's cuffing season or whoop de wop or I'm getting bored of this single shit. <laughs> like like your purpose is to stay in a relationship. Now you're in a you're in a um you're in a state of desperateness. Like the relationship phase is cool. It's cool. It teaches you a lot. Like I said, I being around the people I'm around, my best friend and her boyfriend, my boys and they girls, it it definitely gives me hope. But um, you can't sell yourself short either. Um, one important thing I really like that B-Dub said, Brandon, which is my best friend's uh, boyfriend, 
he was on episode two. He said, you have to, you have to run your course. It's like being sick. You didn't took all the medicine. Sometimes you just got to let it, let it pass over. Because I've been in so many situations as of recent to where I've been, y'all been hitting these clubs heavy, like a motherfucker, picking up numbers here and there, wooty whopping, and it almost seems like an empty task because, yeah, I'm not the type of person that um, is the on that usher shit, finding love in the club. I'm not even on that tip to be honest, but, you know, we pick up all these numbers, me especially, I pick up all these numbers, my boys pick up all these, me and my boy pick up all these numbers, and I don't know where his mindset is at necessarily, um, I'll definitely have a podcast with, with, um, a group of single men, you know, that, that's, that's something I'm gonna have on this series, um, but, you know, sometimes you pick up these numbers and you're just like, it's a game. It's for sport. You're not even truly looking for anything. Me, personally, speaking for myself, I'm not looking for anything. Um, you know, like I said, in the back of my mind, I have the desire to be in a relationship, but it's the fact of when you... You go out there and mingle being a single man and being somebody that's been in relationships, but been in relationships, you have experience. You built a. A a list, we talked about this list, y'all, we, we going back to 2019, early 2020s, too. You've built the list from your significant relationships. Like I said, my my two relationships was two years each. So one was detrimental, the first one. The second one was it was it wasn't detrimental, but it was a lot of lessons, you know, within that that I learned about myself as well. So me building this list. And me picking up women, seeing if they meet this list, and they probably don't. Most likely they don't because they're coming from the club. Which I'm not saying y'all can't find nothing in the club, but to go there looking for, you know, a girlfriend, boyfriend, you know, husband, wife, I wouldn't do that. That's like going on Tinder looking for a whole full-blown relationship my nigga, it's a hookup app. Stop doing that shit. Have you not learned? All them niggas you match with talk about you suck dick. <laughs> I'm just saying. Anyway, um, you built this list and the women that you pick up from the club, you know, doesn't even hit like three things on your, 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 um, I don't want to say requirements, but, you know, your your non-negotiable list. They don't even hit that. And, yeah, you you may have to talk to them for a while or, you know, may have to talk to them for maybe three months, three to six months. But 
I'm a type of person that can feel substance in the beginning. If you don't have substance in the beginning, my mind is already made up of what I want to do with you. And this is why females call me too honest, because I'm always intentional. I let you know my intentions from jump. I'm that nigga that will test you at your word. Tell me what you want. I want to fuck you. I want some head. Excuse my language, but this is what I said. And just to be honest, y'all, you know, um, a lot of my boys, you know, I, I, I tell them, like, be intentional. You know, don't waste your time. Don't waste somebody else's time. Always be intentional. Know what you want. You know, and I, I would hope the person that is meant for me is on the same shit, on the same page. You know, if if ladies, I'm telling y'all now, and there's probably, I, I believe there's other men like this out there. If you don't have substance in the beginning, we have already made up their mind. I'm going to speak for me just so I, I, ain't, I ain't an op. I ain't snitching on other men, but me personally. And you can hit the amen on it if you agree. But if I see you have no substance as far as like what we talk about, your energy. You know, obviously your looks, because I wouldn't be talking to you if you wasn't attractive to me. But if if everything or most things don't correspond, especially when you open your mouth, that's super important. Because once I get past them looks, baby girl, if you talking that yin yang bullshit, that squatting, scooting, stalugness, <laughs> fuck out of my face. No, I'm playing. <laughs> Just understand that, okay? Like, um, you got a mouth. Like, I, I know what I want to do with you. I know what purpose you're going to serve, especially in my life. If you want to come in my life, I know what purpose you're going to serve. Yes, it sounds wrong, people, but one thing I want us to do, and I, I try to express this to everybody I talk to, male, females, you know, um, whoever. Be Understand that you need to be intentional. You need to state your intention. Be honest with people. Know what you want. If you don't want a relationship with somebody, let them know that you're not in that stage. Now, if they want to stick around and try to change you, they got to understand that they're going to deal with all the consequences, all your your necessary steps, you know, and they can't get mad if it doesn't work out for them. But... Stop wasting people's time. Please stop. This is 2021 going on 2022. If you want to fuck somebody, say that. Don't hold your tongue because you feel like you're going you could potentially lose an opportunity with that person. No, that person's not looking for what you want. The same thing what you want. Y'all don't agree. Now if you open to your your mind being changed, boom, do that. But don't waste people time, y'all. Intentions are important.
it's like a job interview. If you have if you have the requirements for this job, boom, we fucking with you. If you don't, okay, move on. We too old to be manipulating people, y'all. We out here having relationships with no meaning. And then, you know, we end up hurting somebody on the back end. And the crazy part about it, when you're in a relationship with no substance and no meaning, is that it actually ha it has meaning. When you out that motherfucker, best believe you didn't treat that person wrong. You didn't cheat it on them. You didn't try to break their self-esteem and all this. When they get the courage to leave your dumb ass, you trying to find your way, your ass back in the house. Like, motherfucker, didn't I just get rid of you? You over here manipulated me, cheated on me, whoopie whoop, did me wrong. But now your ass back at the doorstep. Like, let me in. <laughs> let me in. I didn't mean it. Because you saw what was out there. And you saw... and. You saw what was out there and you remembered what I represented for you. But you didn't want that at the time. That's why you end up playing yourself in the long run. That's why, y'all, I just, I say stating your intentions are important. Be honest. Dating is important simply because if you are open to changing your mindset to maybe indulging in a relationship, y'all need to get to know the person you're attempting to get in a relationship with. All my, all my, um, I don't want to, well, yeah, all the people that I've had on the podcast as far as this relationship series. They've had time together. They've had time together to realize like, oh, this is a person I want to pursue a relationship with. My boy D-Lo and Imani, they knew each other beforehand. They came back to each other. Boom, got to know each other even further. And then they began their relationship knowing that this is a person that I want to indulge a relationship with. You know, we connect on this, 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 and that. And the third. Same with my boy, uh, Mad Kid Todd and, and Mercy. Like, they were friends beforehand. Not saying that you have to be friends. But you definitely need to learn that person. Know about that person. Understand that person. Have an understanding of that person before you pursue a relationship because if this person is not corresponding with what you necessarily want then it's best to just leave it leave it be just all right this ain't for me i've been put in so many i've met so many women you know this year and last year that were some some were, you know, stalemates. And some were pot potential, you know. 
And it also goes back to, you know, are you ready? You know, because I I was in a situation where things were going cool with one individual lady and it was dope. You know, we, we had dope ass conversations. You know, we talked about spirituality. We we our conversation was so dope that we always had something to talk about and it was always fresh, you know, with laughter, understanding you know, meaning, but, you know, when I explained to this person that I wasn't at the state that they're at, you know, as far as like, you know, people like, oh, um, I'm done with my messing around stage. You can call it messing around, um, whole phase, whatever you want to call it, dating, I call it dating, you know, um, And dating is a very adult term because whatever you do with that person is, one, your business. You know, I ain't got to I ain't got to disclose to you um, who I'm talking to or who I'm fucking. That's my business. You know, as long as I keep in mind your safety, if I respect your safety as far as like. If you fucking, if you fucking, um, you know, I don't, I hope you're not fucking three at a time, but if you, if you are having sex with somebody, you're being safe. You're being super safe because if you're trying to sling dick to everybody in the world, that ain't the best thing to do. Mm, But, you know, I, I, I understand. I'm not mad at you, but. Yeah, just be safe. Anyway, you know, in that dating phase, a lot of people see dating as, you know, a whole phase because a lot of people have manipulated it to be that. And I'm here to tell you that it's okay as far as like, you know, you having an experience with this person, this person and this person. All that's required out of that is you to be honest and you to be safe. Now, if old girl asks you, as you, you know, you tell her like, yeah, I'm dating, dating around. And she asks if you uh, talking to multiples and you say yes. And then she asks you, are you having sex with them? Now, that is your business, but. If you're going to indulge in a sexual activity with that person that's asking you, it's only right to let them know, like, yeah. Because at that point, it's it's health reasons. So, you know, but if they're just asking to be nosy and shit, of course, you ain't got to say nothing. Because that's none of their business. But for health reason, yes. You know, but. Um, it's 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 a lot talking about relationships and and the future and all that and more you know it's it's definitely not a minuscule situation it's a lot because you're risking your feelings you're going against your thought process 
You may be even going against how your heart feels. But it's all uneven ground. It's not steady. You know, you don't know what you're getting yourself into with this person. Because everything is a transition. Even when y'all friends, transitioning into a relationship can open up new levels of a person. Just like when you move in with somebody, it, it unlocks new levels, stuff you didn't know. So that's why it's so important for us to start at the beginning. You know, tell yourself it's okay to be alone. For my dudes out there that's like, uh, you know, I'm not going to find a girl or everybody's in relationships around me and I, you know, woo-thee-wop. Nah, my nigga, like, love yourself. Shit, I've been single for some time now. And I love it. I love it because I've learned to love myself and... You know, people see that. People see that in how I carry myself with my energy and how I interact. You know, people definitely see that. And it's not a front to be like, oh, I'm uh, just trying to make it seem like I'm good. No, I'm very well at this point. Damn near made up my mind that I'm going to be a single dad. You know, yes, I want kids. Yes, I want would like to be married, but... I know maybe one of these days, like, I may slip up and blow my blastoids in one of these females. I, you know, I'm going to be careful. My pullout game is on. It's on 10. Pullout game on 10. But, you know, every man um, has an ending. But, you know, um, like I said, I've already made up my mind and I'm okay with being if I don't end up with somebody um, as far as a relationship or a marriage. And that's just accepting, you know, what it is. I love myself. That's what matters at the end of the day. Nobody has to love me. Nobody got to celebrate my birthday with me. Nigga, I was born this day. Fuck you talking about? I'm happy. I'm excited. You know, I get to see another day. You know, I, I shouldn't be be upset because y'all not happy. Y'all get to see me another day. No, I'm happy that I get to see another day. Fuck what y'all talking about. You know, all that other shit is extra. But if I wake up, I'm excited. You know, um, God's blessed me to see another day. Then that shouldn't be torn down or affected by anybody. Because that's within yourself. That's how you feel about yourself. So there's so much more to this, y'all. There's so much more. Um, I talked about a little bit about the first relationship. Um, not go going in too depth, too deep, because I've already talked about this so many times. And if y'all do want to hear it, y'all already know how to let me know. If y'all want me to go into deeper detail. Um, she didn't show up. I, like I said, maybe she ashamed, you know, um, I, you know, no shade to her, but maybe you're ashamed. Um, but I can sit here and tell y'all every wrong, every right, you know, 
what I could have done better in every situation. Um, same as my second relationship. I could go into depth about that or I could talk about that. Um, I probably will. But like I said, um, I'm planning on doing a um, just a, a podcast with all males, all single males and ask them, you know, kind of kind of investigate and tap in with them and pick their brains about why aren't they in a relationship or, you know, what's stopping them or what do they fear by relationships? Just, you know, just seeing different avenues of single men and different, you know, criterias of men. Same with females. I want to get the females on there, the ladies, the women, you know, and ask them, you know, what's stopping them or what has changed their mind or tarnished, you know, a image of a relationship, you know, based upon previous or if you've ever been in a relationship. So if you want to be a part of that, y'all already know how to hit me, how to get a hold of me. You know, be active. That's all I ask. That's all the black market crew ask at this point. Support goes a long way. If you're not supporting me and you say you love me, the actions don't prove to be right because the words don't correspond. But um, if y'all want to be a part, part of the podcast and be a part of the black market crew, black market family, man, y'all already know how to do that. And so... um Hopefully, uh, I think by next week, I should have another group, another couple up and running. And y'all will definitely know about it, man. Y'all will definitely hear about it. Stay tuned. Um, I appreciate y'all for listening, lending me your ears for the hour. And this has truly been a night. And y'all have a good one. And peace.